everyone, and welcome to STEM Fatale Pod, your women in science history podcast. Y'all know by now that I am one of your resident STEMinists, Dr. Emma Dilemma, and this week I really am bringing the drama because guess what? Dr. Emily Gremlin isn't here. It's just me. Yep. Emlyn is off on an island teaching youth about ecology, and uh, thus we were stuck with a choice. No pod or just me, the drama queen. So I said, let's give him a pod, and here we are. <laughs> My first time podcasting alone, so we'll see how this goes. Um, since it's just me, it will be a shorter episode than usual. Can I talk to myself for a whole hour? Probably. Does anybody want to hear that or need to hear that? Probably not. And actually having the opportunity to do a shorter episode is kind of nice because even though there are tons of historical women in science, not all of these women have the detailed biography of, say, uh, Marie Curie. So Emlyn and I are usually stuck, (laughs) stuck, telling you about big names, Nobel Prize winners, etc. But there are so many other women with significant contributions to their field that we just can't make longer podcasts about. And I'm going to tell you about one of those women today. In picking out a topic for this week, I was inspired by the amazing and very depressing multiple Academy Award winning movie, Parasite. Uh, Did any of you watch it? Ooh, man, left me feeling very sad (laughs) for like a whole day. And so after watching that movie, I was like, ooh, I should find a historical woman in parasitology. And there actually are quite a few. And the one I picked out today stood out to me because of her interest in one of my favorite groups of animals, arachnids. And her name is Anna Hoffman Mendizabal. Um, But she is more commonly known as Anita Hoffman, and she was a Mexican parasitologist that studied and described thousands of species of mites and ticks across her 50-year career. She's also perfect for this shorter episode because I could only find about one and a half articles about her and her life, and they're both in Spanish. (laughs) I wish I could have found more on her. Um, You'll learn very soon that she did some really cool work. But alas, my translation skills combined with Google's translation skills can only give us a glimpse into her amazing life and career. Okay, so let's get started. Anita Hoffman was born in Puebla, Mexico in 1919 and early on gained a love of insects and arachnids from her father, Carlos Hoffman a German-Mexican entomologist who studied butterflies, among many other invertebrates, and um, who had founded the Institute of Biology at the National Autonomous University of Mexico, or UNAM, in Mexico City. I don't know much about her mother, except that her mother's last name was Mendizabal, hence Anita's longer formal name. But Anita would often accompany her father on field trips around Mexico, studying invertebrates with him, and meeting other well-known entomologists of the time. When she was about 20 years old, she enrolled in the School of Sciences at UNAM, and 
um, received her master's degree in 1941, two years later. She had by that time become interested in medical entomology, and so during her master's degree, her father suggested she research ectoparasites of bats and the leaf nose family. Um, he had studied ticks, I think, for a brief period of time and described the distribution of some ticks across Mexico. Um, I'm not sure what... He must have just been studying bats and seen that they have mites or ectoparasites, and that's why he suggested them to her. I have no idea. But she did end up studying them, and in doing so, she discovered a previously undescribed species of mite that specifically parasitizes the wings of certain bats, Paragliscris vargasi. And she described it in a paper, and I think this might have been her first paper, published in 1944. When her father died around that time, she just needed some extra income, so she took up a position at the National Polytechnic Institute and soon after received a grant to work on parasitology as a research assistant. A few years later, she went to work with Dr. Luis Varga at the Institute of Health and Tropical Diseases in Mexico, where he gave her some ticks to take care of, which is like, oh, so fun. Specifically, brown dog ticks infected with the rickettsial bacteria that causes Rocky Mountain spotted fever, which is um, a disease that ticks can transfer to mammals like humans. Soon after, a doctor came to the institute with some bugs that he could not identify, but which he had found caused dermatitis in a number of people that lived near each other. So Luis Varga, who um, worked at the Institute of Health where Anita was working, asked her to try to identify them. And she realized quickly that they were similar to other mites she had seen before, and I think she had seen them on the bats, even though they're different from the wing mites she described. And she categorized them as belonging to the Trombiculidae family in another 1944 paper. So sort of jumping around here. In FYI for listeners, some species are Species of the Trombiculidae family are known uh, colloquially in the U.S. as chiggers. So if you've spent time in grass, say, in Texas in the late spring or summer, you'll know what I'm talking about. They're these little mites that um, basically get onto your skin and cause a small rash, itchy rash. They're kind of annoying, but she described them from what the doctor had brought in and actually became somewhat of an expert on Trombiculidae in Mexico across the rest of her career. But this is still early on in her career. As people brought in more and more specimens, she began to realize that mites and ticks were everywhere, parasitizing different mammals like rats and dogs, humans, and also parasitizing plants sometimes or just um, free living in soil. Yet, there was almost no literature on them that she could find, or at least not a lot of literature describing them in Mexico. And so, as people began, began to bring her mites more and more, and she became more interested in them, she decided that she would need to learn more about ticks and mites from 
people who had already been studying them for a long time. Therefore, she accepted a scholarship from the U.S. Department of State to study mites and ticks at a U.S. university, and then enrolled at Duke University in North Carolina, where she took courses in acarology, learning how to collect, identify, and care for ticks and mites from leading acarologists. And I just keep thinking about her caring for ticks, like, how do you... I mean, I'm sure it just means you put out something with blood and then they eat it, but I I like imagine, I prefer imagining her tucking in the ticks like into tiny little beds, which is much cuter than giving them a bunch of bloody meat to feed on. She also received training at the Smithsonian before returning to the UNAM in Mexico to pursue her doctoral thesis um, again on in 1965 on the Trombiculidae family. In that same year, she founded the first ever acarology lab in, Nash- in Latin America at the National Polytechnic Institute, which is pretty, pretty wild and pretty remarkable. By 1974, she was a world, so this is about 10 years later, By 1974, she was a world-renowned acarologist, specializing in ticks and mites that cause diseases in humans, mammals, and plants, and just specializing in ticks and mites that she found in the wild. And thus, she was invited to become a full-time member of, a full-time faculty member of UNAM. And by 1977, she had opened the second acarology lab in Mexico. At this point, since she was a full-time faculty member, she was able to take on students, so undergrad students, master's students, doctoral students, and start training the next generation of tick and mite biologists of Mexico. She continued researching mites and ticks for the next 20 years, at which point she was appointed emeritus. In that time, she described many medically and agriculturally relevant species, and she gave many talks on the biology of mites to doctors, farmers, and researchers. After retiring, she donated her collection of thousands of ticks and mites comprising over a thousand species to the UNAM, along with collections of other arachnids and other ectoparasites and millipedes, um, etc., She received numerous awards and honorary degrees over the years, and in her entire career, she published 10 books and 120 papers describing ticks and mites. She is remembered as a kind, inspiring person and great contributor to the study of acarology and tick and mite biodiversity in Mexico specifically, with one of her acarology labs bearing her name to this day. So that's the Anita Hoffman Acarology Lab at UNAM. And that is my short story about Anita Hoffman. We'll have another short story in our next podcast and should be back to normal after that. As usual, if you like the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with friends or on social media. Thanks to Artichoke for the theme music and Caitlin Friesen for our art. And as usual, go stimulate yourself! <laughs>